Hey everyone, Sarah Peck here, and this is the Startup Pregnant Podcast. You ever get stuck in a rut? Like something isn't working, you're stuck, you want to shift your habits, and you're having a hard time figuring out how to do it. Like how do you actually make the change? Well, today in this mini episode, I want to talk a little bit about a tool I love to use for habit change. Welcome to the Startup Pregnant Podcast, where we talk to creative leaders about what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. As always, hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a minute to leave us a review, we would love that. If you need any of the show notes from the show, head to startuppregnant.com. So welcome to this mini episode on habit change or habit shifts. We just had a guest on our latest episode, Lily Nichols, and she talked all about food and it reminded me of a strategy I use around food. So habit science varies in its discussion of how long it takes to change a habit. The common conventional wisdom is that it takes 21 days, but some of the scientific research says it takes up to 66 days. I joke that it takes me more like three months to change a habit because In the first month, I learn what I actually do, so I gain information and knowledge and insight. The second month, I make an attempt to change and usually struggle through it. And then in the third month, it actually sticks. So today I want to talk about this small trick that I use that helps me change my habits or at least reset my course when I've gone off track, and it really works for me. And the fundamental principle behind this is about self-love and kindness, which may seem hippy-dippy and new age, but... For me, I find that disciplining myself harder into something and trying to enforce and be an authoritarian over my own self just brings out the rebel in me. And it can be really hard to stack up all sorts of willpower in order to force change. In fact, if you are listening and you are a parent and you've tried to enforce change, you know that that can be very difficult with children. So the example I want to use is with food. Generally speaking, I've got some pretty good routines and some habits. I like what I eat. I eat pretty healthy for what I consider healthy. And I'm pretty content with my food relationship. However, I also happen to live in an apartment complex that's on top of a Dunkin' Donuts. Not helpful. (laughs) And so when I get super tired, I know where my weakness is. When I get super tired, I usually go out and I get like two or three donuts because I'm so tired and it's the end of the day or it's like Friday night. And It's usually like bread and carbs and sugar and butter and all that great stuff that really gets me. But what happens is once I start to do something and trend in that direction, then the next day I trend further and the next day I trend further. And all of a sudden I wake up feeling really groggy and gross and realize that I've been ordering coffees all week and I've been eating fast food all week and I missed my green smoothie and I just start to feel different. And you can apply this example to lots of different things. It doesn't have to be food. I just happen to have a phrase that really works for me with food. So I'm using that as an example. But it could also be daily journaling. You know, I have done Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way several times, and it's a 12-week program. But for me, it always takes about 18 weeks because I fall off the wagon. There's a week where I'm going on vacation or something slips, and then I come back to it. And I see in my journal patterns that I'll have steady, consistent journaling, and then there's some time when I slip up. So the question I always ask myself is, how do I get back on track after I've strayed? I guess strayed is kind of a funny word, but after I've gone in a different direction or I start to notice that things aren't doing what I want, 
In another example, I remember when I was in my mid-20s, I would come home and I would have a glass of wine every night. And I called my stepmom in a panic. And I said, I don't know how to stop drinking a glass of wine every night. And she goes, you know, I don't think it's about the wine. I actually think the stress level is really high. And if you shift something somewhere else, maybe we can work on it. And it was really comical because I didn't drink for most of my life. So I was, I was really nervous about this glass of wine that I was having. Anyways, I digress. Back to food. I guess wine is, is it food? Is it, I don't know. So I digress, but back to habit shift. What works for me and what has worked and what I have noticed other people doing is applying like with a heavy dose of kindness, the smallest possible change that you can make that is positive. So instead of forcing myself to put blinders on and walk past Dunkin' Donuts and not go, not go, not go, don't go, don't go, don't go, I throw all that out the window. I keep eating the way that I'm eating. I don't try to make a radical change. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do all this stuff. The only tiny thing that I change is I try to add one small, easy to accomplish, positive behavior. For me, the phrase that works always is eat an apple. So if I'm on day five of the crappiest week ever, on day six, my only job is to eat an apple. Nothing else matters. Nothing else counts. Nothing else. I could eat four pizzas and whatever else. Just one small positive thing. And it's an addition because so much of habit change is falsely linked to trying to discipline ourselves harder or be more perfect, really, be more precise and exacting about how our behavior works. And what I found is that if this is like sneaking in the side door, if I just slide in with a tiny, small, positive change, eat an apple, I say, okay, I can do that. Something changes in my brain and in my patterning. And it almost always works like this. It's like, okay, the first day, whatever, all I'm going to do is just eat an apple. That's fine. I'll just add this apple to my lunch. What it says to me is like, oh, I can do this. And I am already the kind of person who is making positive change. See, I did it and I have done it. So there's not a lot of psychology about worrying about the future or anticipating the change or struggling or stressing. It's just slowly starting to layer in these positive behaviors. Inevitably, the next thing for me, and this may not work for you, but the next thing for me is always spinach because I can hide spinach in a lot of things. So I say, okay, I'll scramble some eggs and I'll add some spinach. Or let me like throw some spinach in with this chicken parm that I'm making or whatever. Even like put it in a you know giant pan of pasta with buttery Alfredo sauce and just dice up some spinach to see I snuck spinach in there. So <laughs> you see where I'm going with this. But usually the first day I add an apple and the second day I add spinach. And by the third or the fourth day... Those things feel good to me. I've accomplished them and I'm slowly and subtly getting back on track. So with my exercise routine, it's about the same thing. It's okay. We haven't exercised in a while. Go for a walk. I'm not trying to run a marathon the first day back and I'm not trying to hit the gym the first day back. And I'm also not trying to exhaust myself to misery to no end because that'll probably result in me avoiding the gym for five more days because my muscles are hurt and I'll be so tired. And instead, I literally walk myself back into it. It's like, all right, today we're just going to try to go for 5,000 steps. All right, tomorrow, try 7,500 steps. These little, small, tiny positive actions have worked so much better for me than trying to make grand sweeping changes. Even with my journaling habit, if I haven't journaled in a long time, what's the smallest possible thing that I could do to just get a little bit closer to doing it? And I will sometimes go for a week writing just a sentence in my journal. Because the act of opening it, writing a sentence, the sentence is usually something like, it's Monday, I don't feel like writing, I haven't written in a while, okay, I'm done. I mean, it's not that profound. 
the act of showing up and doing it takes away the first edge, the first hurdle of all the paralysis that comes with having to open the journal. And once you practice that habit for a few days, oh, I've opened it. I'm the kind of person who can open a journal. Oh, I'm writing. I'm already writing. The words start to come out and then I'm writing a paragraph and then I'm writing a little bit more. So that is today's mini episode on habit shift and habit change. One tiny, small, positive thing. And for me with food, it's eat an apple. That's my only job. Apples are good, doctor a day, all that stuff. It's got fiber in it. Sure, it's got sugar in it, but it's better than the other stuff. For journaling, it's like just open it and scratch a scribble on the page. So whenever you're trying to get back into something, maybe this will help. One tiny, small thing one step in the direction that you want to be moving. Thank you so much for being a listener of the show. A few more things before we end this episode. First, if you know of a woman or a friend that would benefit from this show, send them a link to our website at startuppregnant.com. So many of you have already reached out and shared your stories, what this podcast is doing for you. And for that, I am so grateful. So if you know of somebody that would love to listen in, or you think that these stories would really hit it home for somebody, feel free to send it along. Second, if you've got a story that you need to share or tell, head over to startuppregnant.com and send us a note. We have had so much reader mail already, and your stories mean the world to us. We are proudly listener-sponsored, so if you want to sponsor the show and hear more episodes, head over to our Patreon page, and you can buy us a cup of coffee, or two, or three. We'll take many cups of coffee. If you want any of the show notes or links from this particular episode, all of the references and tools and tips that we talk about are always posted on startuppregnant.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you on the next episode.